episode 191 of the investor guys podcast officially now we have given out a bunch of different numbers i took the time the other day to actually figure out what our real podcast number is up to and we're up to 191 almost 200 shows nine more shows and so and you can go and if every one of those aren't on the site investorguyspodcast.com i'll make sure they miss many so kevin you've done an amazing job getting all those shows archived and yeah so go and look you can look at the name of the show and and get an idea of the content know that the content's all over the place but it has a theme to it like today's theme is is the coast you know are you buying vacation property how are you buying that uh when you should be what's the pricing doing all that kind of stuff uh so today's about the gulf coast because hey if you're gonna go if you're not in the caribbean and you're not in hawaii you want to be on the gulf coast um we laugh. Uh, I live in Texas, and they say we have beaches. We don't. We have shoreline. Now, we do have shoreline because we have the Gulf, but it is not. I grew up in Alabama. I went to um, South Alabama, down to Mobile, in that area, over to Mississippi, into uh, past Christiane, Gulf Shores. There's a Long Beach, Mississippi all that, all the way over the Louisiana border. And then, of course, the Florida Panhandle, um, Panama City, Pensacola, Destin, Fort Walton, uh, San Destin, blah, blah, Rosemary, Biz, gazillion little places there, all the way down to where you get to Fort Myers, Cape Coral, all the way down to the southern tip of Florida, but on the western side. And that is, depending on how where you grew up, that's the beach. White sugar sand, like you see in the Caribbean, like you'll see in um, Cancun or Cabo San Lucas, uh, real sand. Quite frankly, what we have is shoreline with mud. They call it sand, but it's it's uh, you, you, you don't ever want to walk into your house with that stuff on your feet. Yeah, it's mud. When we moved from California to Florida, options were wide open because we could go wherever we wanted to and my wife asked about texas what about texas what about texas as you, you know you go to texas there's pretty much two places that have beaches and neither of them are that great you can go to corpus christi which is just eh, or you go to south padre island and you can be caught in the crossfire between the cartels and the border control uh yeah it's that's pretty much it south padre island actually is, is really nice um as yeah. far as just the visual aesthetics of it yeah and even you know galveston uh corpus you can get some nice visual the it is the ocean you're in the gulf you can get all of that but even the water's dirty yeah compared to when you get on uh and it starts to lighten up the water starts to lighten up clear up the sand starts to lighten up as you go through louisiana by the time you hit mississippi you got sugar sand and and Caribbean colored water and pretty nice stuff. If you're, if you're so in Galveston, you're at, climbing over a concrete wall to get to the beach and at high tide, the beach is that concrete wall. Uh, so yeah, Florida Florida's awesome. And, and that's that's really one of the things I, I, I wanted to also mention too, is I want to talk about how quickly 
the Gulf Coast is rebounding from Hurricane Ian because I've been I've been going back and forth. I've been doing some projects back there. And each time I go back there, I'm amazed just how much more has been cleared and how much more has been accomplished, how much more has been done. But as I mentioned, we moved here from Florida or sorry, from from California oh. to Florida. And I just on a kind of a personal note, you know, there is so much drama and things that we have to deal with in our life every day to not live in the place where we're going to be happy. You know, California was paradise. It was a beautiful, amazing place to live. It is unfortunately run by really horrible people. And that was making our lives miserable in California. You know, I'm, I'm in Florida and we've been here for three years now. And I am reminded every day, multiple times a day, how happy I am to be here. We really are in paradise. I mean, I can walk out and into the water and it's it's warm it's clear it's blue green the beaches are beautiful uh I, I don't have homeless people all around me all the time we don't have the same kind of crime we don't have the same kind of drugs we don't have the same kind of issues that we had living in california taxation. california taxation california was a beautiful place it absolutely is and I, I will still say it is probably the most beautiful state in all of america probably the most beautiful place you can go to in the world as far as uh, everything that you would want in one state but run by really horrible people um driving across florida you know i, I you have that time to just think a little bit because you're out in the middle of nowhere and i'm thinking you know I'm so glad i live here i'm so glad that i am now able to go and get my california fixed by just visiting and not having to live there and so california now it may be 10 years easily very uh, possibly longer than that. But look, California will come back. There's always a pendulum. And the pendulum has just, California's always been a little bit on the crazy side. It's the pendulum broke. It went so far to the left. It just broke off. But it'll come back. It'll swing back. And when it starts swinging back, Living in California is going to become an incredible thing again. And because it, it does, it has incredible shorelines, cliffs, it's got mountains. And so just so much that can be done. Um, but it's going to take a while for most of us. And, and there's, look, there's people that love living in California and God bless them. And I hope everybody in Texas that wants to live in California gets their ass out, moves to California. Uh, so we, uh, when you look at the Gulf Coast, when you look at, and I would say starting at Mississippi, on the Mississippi-Louisiana line, and then working your way all the way down to the southern tip of Florida, uh, you start to see some incredible opportunities. And we're going to talk about what you can do and how you do it. That's the most important thing. How do I go about doing it? Yeah, and I would imagine we're up on break right now. Yeah, we're coming up on a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about opportunities that we have right now and, honestly, opportunities that happen on a regular, almost regular basis in the Gulf just because of the nature of the beast. And we'll talk about that when we get back. And we're back. And just before we left, we talked about opportunities that present themselves due to the nature of the beast. Now, if you guys didn't figure it out on the break, we're talking about 
weather. We're talking about hurricanes and, and those types of things, which is why I've been back and forth a lot to the coast recently, because uh, the Fort Myers area was devastated by Ian. But what is absolutely remarkable and really what I, what I was thinking about when we were talking about the coast today was just how quickly it has bounced back. So when I went, even just a month ago, there were still large boats i'm talking about small ships okay giant fishing trawlers shrimp boats yachts uh just all manner of boats literally sitting almost a half a mile inland on the ground blocking streets uh those are all those are all back in the water now in fact uh, a lot of people took that opportunity to have them hauled out so that they could redo the bottoms, repaint them, do whatever. All that is going on. It is creating a booming, booming business in the Gulf. Now, we always think about real estate, real estate opportunities, real estate opportunities, real estate opportunities. One of the driving factors of real estate opportunities, and Bill has said this over and over and over and over again, is the economy. What is going on in this market that is going to drive real estate values up? So we have real estate investors who flooded into the market, and we'll get to that in a minute. But we have also had shipbuilders and, and boat rights and uh, just all manner of different individuals who have flooded into South Gulf Coast of Florida uh, in order to basically ply their trade. So there's an old saying that says when you're a shoemaker, you look at everything as, as a shoe, you know, we're real estate investors. We look at everything as a real estate investing opportunity. If you are in the boat business, you're looking at, oh, wow, what an opportunity to be able to go down there and repair these boats or pick up some of these damaged boats and fix them myself or salvage them or do whatever. Flip them. Yeah. Um, there are, I know people who have gone down there. There are a lot of vehicles that were damaged by the flood water. I know a lot of people who they buy the vehicles, they actually clean the vehicles out. They, they redo the, the motors. As long as the engine wasn't started, there's probably not a whole lot of damage on a newer motor uh, because they're fuel injected. They, they don't have carburetors for the water to just pour into. Um, yeah. A lot of people were going and they're buying these vehicles. The insurance companies basically wrote off and gave these people a check for, and now they're showing up in the auctions. And these people are buying these vehicles and they're going to flip them. Our used car market, our new car and used car market right now, if you have tried to buy a car in the last year or two, and I know Bill has, it's it's crazy. crazy. It How is. These opportunities, again, when you're a shoemaker, you think of everything as, as a shoe. When you're uh, in the auto business, you're thinking everything from the car perspective. You're thinking about the boat perspective. You're in the boat business. We're real estate investors. But all of those things are driving factors for this economy and for this real estate market, which was already one of the absolute hottest real estate markets yep. in not just the country, but in the world. People were moving from all over the world to Florida. And this is one of the markets they were flooding into. And Hurricane Ian, even though it was a horrible thing, killed people. Uh, wonderful boon for the economy. And this year it was Ian. Next year, hopefully there won't be any, hopefully there won't be any, hopefully there won't be any. But sooner or later, there's going to be another hurricane and it's going yeah. to create more opportunities. Uh, and, and we've seen this over and over and over again. We've seen this happen in Texas. We've seen hurricanes hit Texas coast. We we see opportunities. Uh, we see it happen in Mississippi, all in Alabama, you know, Louisiana, yeah. all these states that Bill just mentioned. And no, it's not just the Gulf states that get hit by hurricanes 
Uh, the east coast of Florida gets hit by hurricanes. The east coast of Georgia gets hit by hurricanes. North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. Hurricanes make it all the way up north of New York and into Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not as often, but not as often. But they, they get there. Remember Sandy? I was going to say Hurricane Sandy. Hurricane Sandy hit New York City. And Isn't that crazy? New York City created yeah. four feet plus of water in places like Brooklyn and the Bronx and just created all types of opportunities. So yeah. Understanding, first of all, that these opportunities are out there and being ready to take advantage of them. But right now we have opportunities that you can jump into. Now, yeah, one of the things I was I was saying is as a real estate investor, I've been going and I've been twisting Bill's arm since this happened, you know, months ago, back in September or whatever it was, you know, to, to do this with me. But I've been going there and there are fewer and fewer and fewer opportunities. Every time I go, there are fewer. And, and that's understandable. What has really blown my mind in this particular situation is how quickly everything has gotten done. Not just all the cleanup, but how quickly investors are snatching up properties and, and fixing them up. How quickly the insurance companies yeah. are down writing checks. Is that, that's usually the biggest the biggest hurdle what takes the longest time for us too as investors because we have to wait until the insurance decides what they're going to do with that property before we have that opportunity because we don't know what that opportunity is until the, the, the homeowner decides that they want to sell they don't want to be a part of it anymore they want to get out they want to take their insurance check and go somewhere else whatever it is that is one of the the, the biggest time drags we have as investors and the insurance companies have been out there uh, in force in mass and and getting these things taken care of now bill you had something you wanted to say real quick well, sometimes, and it's it's our nature, not everybody's this way, but it's our nature when, if you own a gulf, if you own a coastal property and a hurricane hits and, and you get wiped out or severely damaged, a lot of people just go, done, I'm done. Yeah, that was me when I lived in LA when the Whittier earthquake hit. I was like, mm, mm, ground's moving, time out, I'm out of here. Um, and seven years in, in LA, mostly in LA, a little bit down in San Diego. But when that happened, my mind changed about California instantly. Why? Because I'm a Southern boy. So I moved back to Texas. There's a lot of people that are that way with coastal property. When a hurricane hits and they see the damage that can be done, they didn't necessarily go in understanding they had they had a picture and they had somewhat of an understanding, but it's different when it happens to you and they throw their hands up. So you look at opportunities like you're talking about when a disaster hits, but you also look at what the economy is doing nationally. So the oil industry, the Biden administration has eviscerated the oil industry. You know, we under Trump, I don't give a rat's ass whether you like Trump or not. America for the only time, not the first time, the only time, first and only time in our history, we were energy independent. We could tell Russia, the Middle East, whoever, see you, bye. We don't need you. In fact, we became the largest exporter of oil and gas in the world. Then Biden comes along and just bends us over uh, and screws our country to the wall with everything that they're doing with the oil and gas industry. And that creates opportunity in areas like all of these coastal areas because 
oil and gas, much like real estate, can be a very feast and famine. And when those guys are riding high, they got money flowing out their ears. They're buying all kind of stuff. And then when it changes for them, it changes like that. For us, it changes significantly slower. But for the oil and gas industry, much like the stock market, bam, it can change in the blink of an eye and they start selling this stuff off. Now, I mentioned that because one of the great ways to buy these types of property is to buy it subject to. So when you're following up, you can go on to realtor.com and look at any city in the in our nation and see what they've got for sale. You can check cons. I mean, it's really, um, it's become so doggone good and it's owned by the National Association of Realtors, but it's become so good. It's almost obsoleted the MLS because there's not much more information that I can get off the MLS that you can't get off of realtor.com. But the great thing, I can go anywhere I want to in realtor.com and, and look at those, if I want coastal property, look at those coastal properties. And I can start looking at, when I start seeing anything for sale that I think is in a price range that I like or in a location that I like, I can do a little investigative work. I can backtrack through the tax rolls and find who the owner is. And I can reach out to that owner. I can send them a, a letter. I can, um, if I want to uh, do skip tracing on them, I can come up with a phone number and text them or call them and see if uh, what position they're in. Are they selling? Yeah, I just kind of want to sell. Are they selling because they need to sell? And a lot of those properties are going to be available subject to. Yeah, so I know we're break time. We are on a break. And I got a couple other things I want to just talk about expanding what you're talking about, but also uh, we'll be back. And we're back in, and Bill's talking about skip tracing. And I know Bill knows how to do this as well, but I actually have uh, relationships with title companies. So I actually have a title program. So I can pull up title on somebody's property and it has their name and it has their mailing address, which is the exact same thing that's going to be on tax roll. Um, oftentimes, not always, I shouldn't say oftentimes, maybe 15% mm -hmm. of the time. Uh, there'll be a contact phone number included in that um, with the title program. And again, just create a relationship with your title company uh, with the title program. You're also able to see what they have as far as an underlying note on the property. Um, how many times they've refinanced the property, who the previous owners were uh, all types of yep. other things, all in that same title program. And if you're working with a company, that's a national title company, like, like fidelity or uh, century or something like that, uh, their, their title, program will work in all 50 states in every yep. city has online. So one of the things that I wanted to point out, because Bill's talking about um, opportunity as far as like feast or famine in, in the oil industry, one of the things that we're seeing for Fort Myers, and, and let me give you a little bit of history on this, Fort Myers didn't start bouncing back from our 2007, 2008, 2009, 2011 real estate bubble burst until about six Six years ago, okay, we had a lot of people who have vacation properties in Fort Myers, and we had Fort Myers rebounding. We had a lot of people from out of state buying vacation properties, but also their retirement homes. They were moving to Florida, and this all happened within the last six, maybe at the very most seven years. So when I'm down in Fort Myers, I have a lot of people say, you know what? I'm just moving back up to Indiana, or I'm just moving back to Chicago, or I'm just moving back to New York, or I'm just moving back to Pennsylvania, because like Bill said, they don't want to deal with it again. You know, uh, you go 
from Indiana and you may have a tornado every once in a while. And that's what they're used to. To me, a tor I grew up with tornadoes in Ohio. You, you don't really have a whole lot of warning. You get more warning than, than an earthquake. Okay. Oh, yeah. But you, you have at most maybe an hour warning for a, a tornado where you go and you get in a, a tornado shelter or your basement or a bathtub or whatever it is, depending upon your situation. A hurricane, you've got a week or more that you know this thing is coming at you. If you're not getting out of its way, that's on you. But again, it's what you're used to. It's what you're comfortable with. Bill wasn't comfortable with earthquakes. I lived in California for 30 years. It was something that was always in the back of my head. You know, there's an earthquake that could, could happen. As soon as you feel that rumble, get into a doorway or do whatever it is you do, just like you would for a, a, a tornado. Earthquakes have even less warning. So living in a place where I've got a, a week or more worth of warning before my natural disaster is going to hit me, you know, I'm, I'm super comfortable with that. However, a lot of people aren't. They're like, and the devastation from a hurricane is unbelievable. It is, yeah. it is, it is more than what you're going to see in an earthquake. It is more than what you're going to see in a tornado. Uh, it is, it is just far flung and devastating. It is the hand of God basically coming in and just messing everything up. So when you're, when you're living there and, and you're from someplace like Ohio or Pennsylvania or New York, and you're not used to seeing that, uh, it, it's easy to, to want to turn tail and you're trying to liquidate your assets in Florida as quickly as possible. One of the things that I, I, I saw when I first went to the Gulf Coast to, to start taking advantage of, of Ian properties, people who really didn't have that much damage, they had very little damage, but they were from someplace else and they just didn't want to deal with it. They said, you know what? We were lucky this time, but next time we might not be. And yeah. they, they put their houses up on the market at a competitive price because they just wanted to get everything done and move back up to wherever it was that they came from. We see opportunities in all different flavors and all different phases. Uh, I, I literally have, have put offers in on properties. The only thing that was damaged was the, the screen lanai over the pool. And if you've ever been to Florida, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. We've got mosquitoes and bugs here. Uh, if you have an outdoor pool, and, and so many people do, there's a big giant screen hut around this thing, and they call it a screen lanai uh, or, or screened-in pool, and the wind and the rain and giant palm fronds hitting this thing will actually cause parts of it to, to cave in or rip through the screen or anything else. I literally, that, that was the extent of the damage to some of these houses, and these people were already packing the moving truck you know, and, and ready to move back to where they came from because they didn't want to deal with it. They don't want to have to deal with rebuilding their screen lanai every time there's a hurricane close by. They don't want to have to deal with the next hurricane possibly coming down their street. So know the opportunities and take advantage of them. And if you want to take advantage of Hurricane Ian damaged properties, you got to jump on it now. Uh, I was I was surprised. I would have told you you probably had a year to get in there and do things with Hurricane Ian properties. I'm gonna tell you probably in the next couple of months, you're gonna be very hard pressed to find any good opportunities that are just jumping out at you in yeah. the Fort Myers, Fort Myers Beach area. So I know you have input on this. But I, I just, hey, look at how are you gonna buy these properties? So subject to is, is 
we're going to have a way. And if you've been in the real estate investing area for a while, you understand it goes in cycles. And in the cycles of pricing comes the cycle of what types of investments or methods or strategies come in favor. Well, we've, we've been in a cash deal where uh, the biggest thing you, you could have because the market was so hot was you had ready cash. Uh, you might be able to find a deal, might be able to find a deal that fits the kind of numbers. So you were looking at rental property and we still love rental property big time because of the rate of return that we can get. But as the rest of, take an exception to Florida and Texas, as the rest of the country continues to crater, and I, I'm listening to um, an economic report yesterday and it said, you know, there's we're just got to warn you, there's a possibility we're going to head into recession. I'm like, you people are freaking liars out your teeth. We are in a recession. It's going to get worse. We're going to be incredibly fortunate if we don't go into a depression. You go look at what the Great Depression was. It, you don't have to have collapse of the stock market. You go look at the number, the percentage of people that were unemployed during the Great Depression. And it suddenly becomes, hey, wait a minute. There is a very real opportunity. We're not near as far away from that as the media and the Democrats would. Oop, I mean, uh, as others would have you think, um, we're in a recession. Florida may not be, Texas may not be, but the rest of the country is. And it's going to get significantly worse before it gets better. Um, I'm not sure that, that our nation's not done already. Uh, we've already proven that we cannot have a fair election. So uh, the idiots that are in may never be out of office again. Uh, they'll change the names, but the thought processes will be there. When you're looking at recession, there is amazing opportunities that happen where people are needing to get what cash they can. And a lot of times it's, hey, you know, I want to save my credit. That's where subject two comes in so many times. Let me get what I can get and get this thing moved very quickly, because as we get deeper and deeper into this, it's going to be harder and harder for people to borrow money and prices are going to start to come down. We're where we seeing prices soften here, um, not dramatically, but we're seeing it and we're seeing days on market lengthen. That stuff is going to continue. So you start looking at, Okay, what type of investment strategies are now going to come into play? Private money is always going to be out there for you. Uh, hard money is always going to be out there. But subject two is going to be, in my opinion, going to be the thing that rocks the next few years. And understanding what Bill's saying is understanding not just your market, but also your what we call the exit strategy. Even if it's even if it's us putting the property up for for rent, we still call that our exit strategy. Um whether it's going to be a rental property we're going to keep in our portfolio, whether it's going to be a property that we sell, uh, sometimes the option is to partner with somebody else on the property. Yep. Um, whatever, whatever that exit strategy is, understand what that is when you go into this property, before you even acquire the property, know what that is so that you know what numbers you're working with. Because your numbers are going to be different for a flip than they are for a buy and hold. 
your number is going to be different for a single family buy and hold than they're going to be for a multifamily buy and hold. They're going to be different for a single family flip than they are for a multifamily flip. And we do multifamily flips all the time. A lot of people are like, oh, that's an apartment building. You don't do a flip. You absolutely do. You absolutely do do rehabs and, and do flips on, on apartment buildings. Um, yep. Numbers are going to be affected, though, by what your, your hold, your exit strategy is going to be. On those properties so understand that and understand the market that you're getting into one of the ironies that we're dealing with because we're talking about uh, the, the gulf coast right now gulf coast is still a hot market so we are we are i'm facing other investors who are coming in who yeah. are wanting to buy properties because the gulf coast is a hot market you know and i'm trying to get good deals because i'm wanting to do uh either buy and rehab and flip or buy and rehab and, and and keep from my portfolio. And I've got people from Chicago, big company from Chicago, that's coming in with deep pockets saying, I love it. I want it. I love it. I want it. I love it. I want it. It's it's on the water. I want it. Uh, and, and they've got just the ability to do that because they have literally billions of dollars that they money. Yeah. to acquire, to acquire properties in the Gulf coast. Yeah. And they were doing that before Hurricane Ian and Hurricane Ian created an even greater opportunity for them to do that. And they know that as well. Um, so understand uh, the dichotomies. I can still get great deals because of what happened, but I'm also in a market that is still being driven up price-wise because the buying is still going on like crazy in the market. And believe it or not, investors like myself and Bill buying these properties in the market it affects the market and it does make it a hotter market because there are yep. more people buying in the market. It is going to show that the days on market are less, even though we're buying properties that were damaged. Okay. We're buying properties that were damaged two or three days after they were put on the market. So it does create an even hotter market. And people who are just looking at the numbers, they're going to say, Hey, this is a great place to invest. And it is right now. So it doesn't fly under the radar for very long. So when you see that there's an opportunity strike while the iron is hot. Yeah. Anything to wrap up in our last minute? You know, hey, it's just a great show. Just think about, know that there's no economic circumstance that's ever existed. Uh, so go back to the Great Depression. There were more millionaires created per capita in the Great Depression than any other time in our history. Because there are people, be one of those people, there are people that recognize that business is always good or bad in here. What's going on out there is, regardless of what the circumstance is, is immaterial. It's what's going on in here. This is where business is good or bad. Because if you understand that, you'll see the opportunities, no matter what's going on in the marketplace. And we got to so, get out of here because it's going to cut us off. But yep. it was great seeing you. And we will see you back here for show number 192 in just a couple more days. Thanks for joining us for the Investor Guys podcast. Thanks, everybody.